Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wait, What? Why? The podcast that ponders the origins of why we do the things that we do. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. In this episode, we are discussing the origins of the jack-o'-lantern. I'm Nicole Gallagher, and this is my husband. Dennis Gallagher. And thank you for joining us today. How are you doing today? Honey? I'm doing just fine. It's sun- Sunday. It's a sunny Sunday, and no, oh, doing great. No, yes. no worries. Got a lot done today, and uh, yeah, ready to talk. Uh, t- ready to talk about jacqueline's. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with talking about fall. Fall is my f- most favorite time of year. Yeah, this is very true. In general, um, I love every single thing about fall. I'm a teacher. So it means back to school for me. So I've always, I've never lost that feeling of back to school. It gets me excited. I can't wait for it to happen. I, even though, you know, it's the same grade <laughs> year <laughs> after matter, year. Right? You and still go through that same um, biorhythm or whatever that is, right? Yeah, just like it's just kids, exciting. You know, just just as the summer gets hot and it's wearing down and back to school starts and I get super excited for that. I love everything about um, foliage. Again, we're on the East Coast. Our foliage is gorgeous. Apple picking, going to the farms. Uh, Seasonal vegetables, absolutely. Yeah, the farmer's market. There's just so many awesome things that I love about it. So, um, And it all like seems like it leads up to. It leads up to, well, three of my most favorite things, Halloween. Yep. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanksgiving and crescendo is uh, Christmas. Oh, whatever, and whatever yeah. The end of the year. Well, wait till is. that episode. There's going to be some bonus ones coming out about that I one. I bet they will. I bet they will. And even for Halloween, mm. maybe. But Stay I would, tuned. I, I would have to say, hands down, fall is your favorite for sure. Fall is my favorite, but because it encompasses all of those, all of gems. those, all of those best gems. holidays. I just I can't even express how much I love it. Um, the pies, the food, the candy, the you know, um, the pumpkin spice scents. The you know when we get into December, it's my balsam and fur roasted pumpkin seeds. Oh, and, uh, yes, and you start getting more into you know casseroles and things like that. Winter and, food. I'm a winter yeah, food person. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I love grilling and all that stuff too. But I feel like we. Run out of things to. You mean you love me grilling? I love when you grill. When it's cold, yes, <laughs> I can, but it's just not as good. You do it when you do it; it just tastes so much better. Practice, practice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's talk about. Um, I don't know because I feel like we've had very different childhoods, but I thought we could talk about talking about Halloween and like, did your did your family have any Halloween traditions? No, just at really trick or treating. And I mean, if they were, uh, you know, we did um, haunted houses and, and things like that. They did take us to haunted houses, and I of course went when I was, you know, a little grown up and could do it a little more my own, my teens. Um, no, no real big, um, no real big uh, traditions that way. Not not like I'm expecting that you did. I had an all right, so. Just focusing just on the month of October and Halloween because I have a tendency to just talk about it all. Did when you did costumes, did you make your own costumes? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we we had store bought, we had store bought costumes sometimes, <laughs> store bought costumes sometimes. Uh, but no, we definitely ma- uh, made our own. Um, I had one 
particularly embarrassing uh, memory regarding the costume in seventh grade, which is your grade, right? Yes, I teach seventh grade, I and I it love was it. Seventh grade, almost <laughs> positive, um, at Brennan Middle School in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, my mother got, I think, from my aunt. Uh, it was a frog costume, like a, a homemade frog costume, kind of like in the, the Christmas story. Yes, like the, 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 the bunny, bunny, the pink bunny. Well, we the had a pink frog. Nightmare. And, yes. Uh, and <laughs> yes, and my, my aunt loved it. It was beautiful, um, unless you were in the seventh grade and had to wear it. And I think I won the contest, I want to say, for the grade also, which were is you, even more embarrassing. Were you Kermit? Uh, it was Kermit, maybe. Yes. For sure. I, yes. There's pictures around. My mother would know where the pictures are. She's actually probably seen them just to, to keep the shame current, you know, how mothers are. All right. So if I can find that picture, I will post it on the, oh, my word. <laughs> this get episode. Word to, you get word to Evie and, uh, and she'll, she'll find that picture. And that will be amazing. Yeah, that's my bad. But uh, <laughs> we definitely had a mix of, uh, you know, store-bought um, Costumes and, and homemade costumes and things like that. And we made a lot of our own decorations around the house. And it was definitely not all store-bought. I mean, yeah. we were middle, middle means. And getting back, I think, I feel like we could have a whole episode on that because I was just going to say, if if you're not from the 80s, maybe even early 90s era, if you're younger than that, you want to check out the costumes that you could buy at the store. They were horrifying. Oh, yeah. They were those plastic face like faces with just the string around it and the the costume itself was like always a one piece plastic almost like those um tablecloths you get at the dollar store or wherever yes. for like a yep. dollar oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's what the costumes oh, were course. made out of yeah. and um yeah my mother always made my costumes but I didn't know that always and she was very crafty hmm. and I had some amazing costumes but anyway um jack o lantern carving which we're going to talk about jack-o'-lanterns today and the, the history behind that. That's always been a tradition. Um, for me, I always did it. I think I we, think we it, did it too. We did it too. It's definitely not the tradition that it is for you and has been for our family uh, when I was a kid. It was much different with our kids, you and I. Um, but we, we definitely did that. Uh, I don't recall like roasting the seeds and mm. going for the full fall, which I love very much. But so good. You brought that to the table. Yeah. I guess your mom. So our family tradition now, and well, since we've been together with children, has been to go to the farm. We do a bunch of apple picking. I'll usually buy some homemade pies there. I usually buy, I usually make my own apple pies, but I'll buy their blueberry pies and other things. And then we'll all pick out pumpkins and we'll each carve our own pumpkin and then roast the seeds, which are delicious. Yes, they're very good. A little bit of olive oil, mm -hmm. some sea salt. Oh, yeah, so if you haven't good. tried them, try them. They're very try simple. Uh, you basically, what are you going to do with the rest of the pumpkin, anyways? Right. Um, you know that you that you clean out. So yeah, now try it. Super, super tasty. Yes, and we will um, <clears throat> get into more Halloween traditions. I think as we um, get closer to the holiday, mm -hmm. but we'll stick to the um, story behind. Jack-o'-lanterns. I'm giving this a little bit of thought. I'd be, you have? I'd be interested to, I might be able to contribute to this segment. Yeah. Do ahead. you want to start off with a theory? No. Uh, not, I'm, no. All, all I was thinking was just, you know, how pervasive the jack-o'-lantern is. You know, again, whether it is a haunted house or a, a maze outside or, you know, uh, Ichabod Crane and stories and there always is a jack-o'-lantern involved. For the sure. Headless Horseman? Yes, yes. I mean, there's always a, there's always a, you know, a jack-o'-lantern involved. So there's something very frightful about it. And when you told me you wanted to talk about this, I don't do the research like you do, hon. Um, but I was thinking about it. Yeah, it's, it's, 
It's pervasive, for sure. If you had to pick a country or a culture, in- United States. No, no, nothing. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'll give you Thanksgiving. Right. I'll ask you that question when we uh, talk about yeah, Thanksgiving. Right, so if I had to pick another country. Um, or a culture. I think ancient. It comes up every time we do an episode. Well, when we talked about superstitions. Okay, no. All right. So it's the uh, Celts. Oh. Um, it's always the crazy Celts. You're right. <laughs> That's, that's it's so a lot of it. So uh, well, a lot of it was that pagan culture. Anyway, so we're going to get into a little bit of the story behind it all. But um, just an overview. The traditions of Halloween originated from a blend of Samhain. It's pronounced S-A-M. I mean, it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it's pronounced like Samhain. Um, and that's the Celtic celebration marking the end of the summer harvest. And Christian traditions um, honor saint and martyrs. Um, and then so from that trick-or-treating, scary costumes are two of the ancient traditions that survived. Um, and another most pop- – the most popular one is pumpkin carving. So mm-hmm. it was around for many centuries except in Ireland. They didn't use pumpkins. What did they use? Potatoes? Close. You can't put much candy in a potato. Turnips. Turnips are Do bigger. you put candy in your jack-o'-lantern? Yeah, if you're walking around collecting. Oh, I guess not back no. then. No. I'm thinking of the plastic <laughs> ones. How oh, silly am I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. So um, continue. <laughs> sorry. Sorry Turnips and rutabagas. Okay. So, you know, winter squashes. Yep. What they um, have available. What was yes. plentiful. Yeah, gourds, yep. things like that. An old Irish tale explains the origin of the jack-o'-lantern and how the scary gourds got their name. It all goes back to one horrible man people called Stingy Jack, and this is his story. Stingy Jack. That just sounds so – I wouldn't trust him either. No, hey, he put the stingy. faces in the gourds. You watch. You call me Stingy. Oh, I've changed Stingy to frugal, right? Frugal? <laughs> yes. They changed that term. You didn't seem to like Stingy. Well, no, because – I mean, Frugal I don't want Jack, to be named after this guy. Frugal Jack probably wouldn't have got gourds <laughs> and everything, you know. So it's, maybe we should stick with Stingy. It's a better stingy. name. Stingy. Yes. So there is a new website I found. I usually use history.com. Stingyjack.com? Oh, it's no. not. I trust history.com. Okay. And I always, I do use Wikipedia a lot, but I always put my sources um, on the podcast too. You can check it out. But it's called historicmysteries.com. And it goes into a bunch of like folklore and fables and things like that and gives you the origins behind them. So it's a pretty cool website. Cool. So that's where I'm giving you the story of the legend of Stingy Jack. So it's reputable. It is. Excellent. All right. Are Good you time. ready? Yes, ma'am. This is just one version of it. Bring it. And I'm going to tell it exactly as told on that website. Um, but feel free to interject at I shall. any point in time. Thank you so much. Okay. So um, this is an old tale about a foul drunkard of a blacksmith known as Stingy Jack. Jack was a two-faced, deceitful schemer who thrived on manipulating people. His selfish spirit possessed not a shred of humanity or kindness for anyone, and the homeless beggars only repulsed him. Word of his vile reputation reached Satan, who took more than a passing interest in this evil man, so he put plans in motion to meet him. I wanted to recruit him, right? So looking to recruit him. Uh, Satan was intrigued. Yeah. He was yeah. definitely intrigued. Close. Well, this guy doesn't sound any good at all. Well, 
You will see what he does to Satan. Let's see. Okay. One evening in the dark hills of rural Ireland, one of Satan's devils posed as a dead man waiting for Stingy Jack to run run into him. When Jack came across the body, a deranged face with wide eyes and an evil grin stared back at him. Stingy Jack instantly realized that his time was up and that the devil had come to collect his soul. He begged for a final request, which the demon granted. Jack told him that he wanted just one more drink before he had to depart the world, and he took the devil to the nearest tavern. Slick move. Slick move. Even the devil can't say no to that, right? He's like, yeah, I'll have <laughs> a drink a with you, Jack. Sure. One drink. One drink. Well, hey. Yes. This guy doesn't seem that big. I'll have a drink and then I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Still doing his job, right. getting to enjoy right. a little Maybe time. no one knows. You don't know how closely he's watched. <laughs> well, what happens when you only have one drink? One drink leads to two. One drink turned into another. Oof. And then another. Mm. And before too long, their consumption of alcohol exceeded the demand, and there was nothing left for the pair to drink. When it was time for them to settle up, Jack didn't have any money. He casually turned to his new drinking buddy and suggested that, since he was a devil with magical powers, he could simply transform himself into a piece of silver to pay the tab. Perfect. The devil obliged. But instead of paying... Jack rammed the coin into his pocket, aware that Stingy Jack had double-crossed him. The devil had fought to get out. However, a crucifix in the pocket trapped him in. Nice move by Jack. So he was not only stingy, he was mighty smart. Well, a lot of guile. Kept a crucifix he in his sure pocket did. just he in case sure he did. ever came upon a demon. Well, if you're going to do evil and wrong every single day, keeping a crucifix around can help. Could have. Could have. Did. It, it certainly can. And it did. At least. In this moment. Good planning. <laughs> so Jack made a deal with the devil. If he would leave Jack alone for a decade, he would release him from the coin, and the deal was made. Hmm. That was not a very scrupulous devil either, was it? No, very clever very of Jack. Very devilly, though. He could have been called Clever Jack. Yeah. All so right. note to self and rule for everybody, when you're dealing with the devil, you're going to play by devil rules. Because he just beat him in his own devil game. That's great advice. That's good. I think so. <laughs> that might be the name of this episode. <laughs> it, might, it might be. It might be. I like it. Well, I'm glad. All right. Well, yeah. the story is not over. Excellent. Keep continue. <laughs> once this amnesty was reached, the devil found Jack once more, ready to take him to hell. This time, however, Jack asked for an apple from a nearby tree to quell his hunger on the long journey. While the devil selected an apple... Jack carved four crucifixes on the bark of the tree, trapping the evil being within his branches. So trapped him in the tree, essentially. Again, nice move. Yes. Nice move. And the devil is seeming like a nice guy. He's like always like, all right, one more drink. Oh, you want an apple before you take the journey to hell? Where are the evil devils? I mean, (laughs) they only sounded like the real nice devils after this guy. So... On the condition that Jack will not go to hell, Jack once again offered the demon his freedom. Once again, there was little choice but to submit to the man's wishes. Stingy Jack continued the rest of his life safe in the knowledge that he outsmarted the devil not once, but twice. But twice. There you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, as we know, Jack was a drinker. Oh, evidently, he drank the devil under the table, right? Drank the house, the right? Jeez, I've never done that. I don't know anybody who ever has. <laughs> so yeah, Weddings go dry sometimes, but holy cow. Yeah. Oh, no. Many years of alcoholism 
finally took their toll. And it seemed that Stingy Jack could outsmart the devil, but could not outsmart death when he found himself standing in front of the pearly gates. St. Peter turned him away. No way. Mm-hmm. Huh. Heaven, as you might know, would not welcome a lying, deceitful drunk. Well, those are the rules. I think <laughs> of heaven. I mean, those actually, that's written right there from what I understand on like one of the posts. No lying, deceitful drunkards. Drunkards. Yeah. Not allowed. Right? So again, note to everybody. Undiscouraged, Jack headed towards hell, where his nemesis was biding his time to get revenge. But guess what? Jack outsmarted the devil in hell. No. No. Well, no. Okay. Satan refused him entry into hell. Oh, so he's, he can't go either way? Nope. You're kidding me. So no. what happens to someone then? This is very interesting. Well, being that, you know, I don't want to say that Satan's a nice guy, but <laughs> he does seem to always give Jack a little something to help him out. Well, Jack must have a little special place in Satan's heart. So here you go. Satan also refused him entry, citing the agreement that they made when Jack was very much alive. Although neither heaven nor hell allowed Jack entry, Satan did grant one last wish. So that this is the third wish, I guess. No, he's definitely a nice guy. I mean, uh, I've been behaving my life way too long. I'll take my chance <laughs> with Satan. Jack, be a good negotiator, that's all. Jack asked Satan for an ember from the fiery depths of hell. What is Jack going for now? To give him, do you take a guess? Can you take a guess of a, what this? A light to put in his face? No. <laughs> close. Oh, is it close? You're, you're very close. Oh, really? Okay. So he wanted an ember from the fiery depths of hell. <laughs> so he had a little light while he wandered the world in darkness because he's not accepted into heaven or hell. Oh. Right? Oh. So... In order to carry his burning ember, he found a turnip, hollowed it out, made it into a makeshift lantern. So symbolically in this story, the little tiny candle things or whatever we put in our jack-o'-lanterns are little stones from hell. <laughs> right? Well, according to this one one version of the story. Yeah, but you said this was the truest line. version. No, of I didn't. You didn't say that? No, I oh, did not. Okay. Well, um, it's a great story. So... I'll never look at the flames the same way again, yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Huh. So ever since then, Jack's ghost could be seen wandering aimlessly around the Irish countryside. Whenever locals saw mysterious lights, they would say, that's just jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Later, the term became synonymous with the name for Stingy Jack's wandering spirit, Jack-o'-lantern. Oh, it was, that's just Jack of the lantern, Jack-o'-the-lantern. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. No. Jack of the Lantern, but they wouldn't say of. They'd be like, Jack of the Lantern. Yes. Oh, do it. Jack of the Lantern. Yes. Oh, there he goes. And then That's now we Jack call it the Jack of the Lantern okay, instead of the best, Jack of the Lantern. Best Irish accent right there. All right. So let's now bring this back to, uh, you know, our our tradition or okay, how okay. it kind of came. Yep. yep. So, um, when, oh, sorry, with evil Jack damned to wander the world until Judgment Day, the Gaelic Irish community did not want his spirit visiting their home, so they took precautions on October 31st, the day of the Celtic Festival of Samhain. On this day, the spirits of the netherworld could pass through to the world of the living. Ghosts were attracted to the living, so each home carved a menacing face into turnips and rutabagas and prominently displayed them on their doorsteps with a burning ember or candle. 
Just like Jack's lantern, this would keep away spirits, including Jack, Hmm. they hoped. They hoped. Yes. Okay. And then in the 19th and early 20th centuries, the Irish migrated to America and brought along their beliefs, holidays, and traditions. They quickly realized that there was a type of gourd indigenous to America that was bigger and better for carving jack-o'-lanterns. And it's orange. And it's called a pumpkin. When it's ripe. Yes. So on the same day as Samhain, which is October 31st, today, now, they they have another number I was given was 145 million Americans, Americans will have bought and carved a homemade jack-o'-lantern to place on their doorsteps. That's a lot of pumpkins. It is. Wow. It's a lot of pumpkins. It is. And we usually have at least three, four, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Right, at least three or four. And sometimes a couple additional for like out front or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and now um, there is a – I want to just go back to haunted houses because we have a haunted place near us that we went to yeah, a couple of years overload? ago before COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shout out. Tremendous place. Uh, what is that? Lee, New Hampshire? Yes. Durham? Durham? Or Lee? Anyway, shout out. Awesome. They do – unbelievable. Um, but the amount of – Jack-o'-lanterns, they yeah, have, yeah. like, really true carved jack-o'-lanterns, hundreds, hundreds oh, and hundreds. Where do they, don't they do, oh, is it Jaffrey, New Hampshire, where they do the giant pumpkin festival? Jaffrey, New Hampshire, you should Google that. If you have I the, will the Google ability, it. Google that. They, I think, will hold the world record and- uh, What is it called, the giant pumpkin festival? Jaffrey, I think it's Jaffrey, not Keen. It's out west. It's one of the two in New Hampshire. I uh, have a huge pumpkin festival. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those and it's, gets kind of scary. I think it's like a giant wall of pumpkins. Right. I don't know. It's a keen, I found a keen pumpkin festival. Okay. So it's keen New Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. And uh, thousands and thousands of people go. And bring their own pumpkins or go to see like professional carved. I probably all the above. I I don't know exactly. I know it's a big, big to do. Huh. That yeah. is interesting. It's, and I want to say it's like a world record holding, you know, and they continue to break the world record and probably compete with someone else. But All right. Um, so I'm looking at pictures to. now, and I will also put this link in the notes cool. of the podcast. Excellent. But you can look it up at pumpkinfestival.org. Um, and apparently there's like, yeah, Massive. thousands. There's like walls of lit jack-o'-lanterns, and they do a big thing every year. And it looks like it might still be on this year. Yeah, was it canceled um, Fingers last year? crossed. It yeah, it was canceled yeah. because of COVID. So. Hopefully, hopefully it'll still yes. be on. Yes. Um, on this year. But very cool. And yeah. it's, um, let's see, since just after the 2010 event, Keen Pumpkin Festival has been presented by the nonprofit organization Let It Shine huh. from the Pumpkin Wars HGTV show. Oh, which I wasn't aware of either. Me either. To win in the world record. So look at yeah. that. I'm telling the truth. All the tall tales I spin, and uh, I'm telling the truth on that one. It's rare. Bringing content, honey. Bringing content. <laughs> I appreciate that. Fantastic. So, yeah, you can look that up, too. We'll have that available for you. But, yeah, that, um, again, now, if you... Uh, how would you do that with a link? Do you, like, link it in your bio, or do you, you paste it into something? How it will be in the work? notes for the podcast episode. In the notes? Yep. Okay. Um, wherever you want, listen to this podcast, there'll be a little description and then notes that go along with it. Also, a um, you know link to the website 
and our Excellent. email. And if you feel like throwing us a donation, there'll be a PayPal link there too. You can yeah, do that. Buy us a cup of coffee kind of deal or whatever that is. All right. Mm-hmm. Throw us a little, little coffee, a little pizza money, a little yeah, walking around money. Why not? <laughs> why not? Maybe buy us some pumpkin money and then we'll show you what, what we carved for that. So that's cool because I didn't know how that worked. You said you kind of mentioned the link and I just wasn't sure. You know, I know everything, mm-hmm. every platform might be a little different, whatnot. So cool yeah. people know that. That'll Excellent. be it. Yeah, because that festival is very cool. Also, if you have any like, Pumpkin festivals out by you. Yeah, that you want to share and let people know about. Uh, yes. Kind of share the information. Send Absolutely. us some pictures. Send us some information about it. I'd love to see it. Like I said, it's my favorite time of year. Also, any fall traditions that you have with your family or things that you do, um, I would love to hear that. I am always looking to incorporate some new cool things, mix it up a little bit into yeah, our you family. You want to learn stuff too, right? Yeah, you absolutely. Learn new stuff all the time. And we don't know the area or the country and the, uh, the world and as, as a whole that much, even though we try to fancy ourselves as travelers. We're Northeasterners that do a lot of traveling around the Northeast. And so, yeah, no, we would love to read and, and uh, learn about some of the things you guys have. Yes. So that being said, you can email us at waitwhatwhypod at gmail.com. All one word, all lowercase. Wait, what, why? Pod, Pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. I, yes, I know. Um, and I think that's it. Anything else you wanted to bring up oh, today? Oh, yeah. As far as uh, jack-o'-lanterns, obviously, in particular, right? I mean, not just we're going to have other stuff to talk about because you're going to be thinking all types of crazy festive stuff. But yeah. yeah. So wh- wh- what about the Ichabod Crane thing? What do you know about that? I mean, where does that come from? The, uh, the Headless Horseman, Horseman and stuff like that. Is that that's going to be someone different? That isn't that. Uh, that's not Stingy that's Jack. That's not Stingy Jack, That's right? a different so story. That guy used to throw flaming, uh, flaming pumpkins at people, right? jack o' lanterns. Ooh, that sounds like a nice new That's drink. Nice. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo had some great, you know, episode. Uh, I haunt, think you uh, should create a drink Halloween called episode. the Flaming Pumpkin. <laughs> I think my drink creating days are behind me. <laughs> or if someone out there knows of a drink called a Flaming Pumpkin. No, no, no I guess send that's us it. a recipe. Uh, I guess that's it. That's fine. Um, like I said, I, I didn't have a big tradition about it, so there's obviously a big background. But yeah, there's a big Irish community. I did kind of think of that when you were reading about yeah. it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a lot to do with the immigrant in this country and but now is it a worldwide thing do you know is it pretty much an american no tradition? The, people do it all over. well all over european the well the irish have gone everywhere yes, too i mean yes. i'm sure they've brought their traditions yeah you know, assuming um, it's only irish and we will talk more about that because we're going to go into talking about trick-or-treat in a little bit and maybe in the next episode i can see if um in the meantime find a connection between the headless horseman and stingy jack i don't know that no, there, there is, is one no. but there might be there might who be. knows there might be. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it for today. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. Um, We absolutely appreciate all of you, and especially if you're taking the time to listen to us to Chuckleheads talk about things that we love. Um, So during the month of October, we're going to continue to look at Halloween traditions. We're going to talk about trick-or-treating next. There will be a bonus episode coming up, um, guest starring my daughter, Cameron, or one of my daughters, Cameron, um, called The Psychology of Fear that will be coming out closer to Halloween. I'd like to thank um, Francis for our amazing podcast artwork. Thank you, Francis. And again, reach out to us and let us know your stories, your questions, um, anything you have to share with us. We'd appreciate it. And you can email us again at waitwhatwhypod at gmail.com. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.